And welcome to Simon Field on the campus of D.C. Everest High School. I'm Chris Conley, voice of the Evergreens. We're set for high school baseball. The D.C. Everest Evergreens are taking on the Marshfield Tigers. It's the final home game of the regular season. It's senior night. And the Evergreens are on the air. What's wrong with Marshfield? They've played 22 games and they've won only three of them. Yeah, 3-19 and 19 record, 2-8 and eight in league play. They're wearing their gray road uniforms with the orange numerals and black trim. Here's the uh, lineup for the visiting Marshfield Tigers. Karsten Mattis will lay, uh, lead off and play center field. Braden Anderson, the DH, will bat second. He's DHing for the pitcher, Cody Donahue. Ben Dietschke is in left field. He'll bat third. Ryan Lindemann is the first baseman, fourth. Cole Halverson's at third base, fifth. Chase Robinson, shortstop, sixth. Mason Pawalski's in right field, seventh. Bennett Lang's the second baseman, eighth. And Karsten Fries will catch, he's ninth. For the visioning Tigers, Mattis, Anderson, Dietschke. Lindemann, Halverson, Robinson, Pawalski, Lang, and Fries. For the D.C. Everest Evergreens, Hayden Davidowski slides to the leadoff spot. He'll play right field. Kyler Sapi bats second, plays second base. Brock Babish is in left, batting third. Mitch Danielski will DH for the Evergreens first baseman, Caden Kretlow. Danielski will bat fourth. Chris Wiesman's the shortstop, fifth. Preston Miller hits sixth, he's in center field. Nick Cotter catches and bats seventh. Pitcher Nate Langman hits for himself and he'll bat eighth and Wyatt Miles at third base will bat ninth. For the home Evergreens in their black with green numerals, white pants, Davidowski, Soppy, Babish, Danielski, Wiesman, Miller, Cotter, Langman, and Miles. Now from Simon Field on a nice Tuesday afternoon, our national anthem. All right, baseball today and graduation day tomorrow for the D.C. Everest class of 2022. We have 10 seniors who were introduced along with their parents before today's game got underway. That's always a nice ceremony. With the expectation to exhibit positive and respectful behavior. For the enjoyment and respect of all of Got a lot of our seniors going off to college. Some already have jobs lined up after graduation. My favorite senior announcement was Nick Cotter. Nick Cotter is going to pursue a trade. I said, like, to who? To the Red Sox? <laughs> Nick Cotter's been banged up so much this year behind the plate for the Evergreens. As Nate Langman, the sophomore, right, he takes his warm-up tosses. Let's set the defense behind him. Outfield left to right, Brock Babish, Preston Miller, and Hayden Davidowski. The Everest infield, Wyatt Miles, Chris Wiesman, Kyler Sapi, and Caden Kretlow. Nick Cotter is catching, and Nate Langbin is completing his warm-up tosses. Nate was the hard luck loser in relief in the first game of last Saturday's doubleheader. Came out to work the seventh inning. Game was tied 4-4, then it looked like we were going to extra innings. Appleton North got the winning run on an infield hit that was fielded by the second baseman, Kyler Sapi, deep in the hole. Appleton North sent their runner all the way around from second and beat the throw home. It was charged to Nate Langman, and he took the loss in that game. Nate on the season is one and two, but he's still, you know, just for pure natural ability, he's the Evergreen's number one pitcher. I think when we play on Thursday, that'll probably be Brock Babish's game. And this is not the final Everest home game of the year. Playoffs next week, we've got a home game against Wausau West. Some people scratching their head about that because West is probably going to finish ahead of Everest in the Valley Conference standings. But look at that. 
West lost one game of a doubleheader to Walsall East yesterday. And the Evergreens with a win yesterday, a win today, and a win Thursday, they'll catch the Warriors and move up in the standings. So opportunity knocks for the Evergreens. The goal is to close out the season with three wins. They got one last night, 6-0 over Merrill. Got an even better pitcher going here tonight, and they're playing the Marshfield Tigers, who have struggled this year. I mean, what's going on with the Marshfield program? I mean, year after year, Marshfield's been about as good as Everest, but not this year. Tigers graduated a lot of talent a year ago. Karsten Mattis to lead us off. First pitch from Nate Langbin, and it's hit to center field. Going back a couple of steps is Preston Miller, but he's got a beat on it. One pitch, and there's the first out. Brayden Anderson, designated hitter, comes up now. Tigers, I think we're going to find that the big issue with them is that they graduated a lot of their pitching. So we'll go over there to Hackman Field on Thursday, and that's the end of the regular season. Anderson, ready for the first pitch from Nate Langbin, fouls that back. Yeah, Marshfield, you know what? Two pitches swinging at both of them, so they want to be aggressive early in the count. Graduation note tomorrow, not at Steam Stadium. With the weather being a little iffy, already moved indoors to the Fieldhouse. 0-1 pitch. Breaking ball stays up high, one and one. You know there's going to be someone showing up at Steam. Where is everybody? Do you remember last year? Last year's senior night was against Medford. It was a game where the Evergreens used a different pitcher in each one of the seven innings. This ball's hit on the ground to third. Wyatt Miles, tricky hop, right where the cut of the grass and the start of the dirt came. That's going to be an error on Wyatt Miles. Came right up and hit him in the chest, and Marshfield's got a base runner. Hello. Ben Dietschy. Ben Dietschy will hit now. Yeah, last year, so the Evergreens, Medford was good a year ago, and the Evergreens used seven pitchers. Each pitcher was asked to get three outs, and the Evergreens came away with a win, and as soon as that game ended, like you couldn't get here from the dugout to your car when a tremendous storm moved in. When I was driving home past Steam Stadium, it was set up for graduation. They had all the folding chairs outside. First pitch to Ben Dietschy is fouled back for strike one. Runner was going too. The foldings, very few of them were left upright. Some of them were picked up and blown across the fence. As that thunderstorm, I mean, it, it said surrender Dorothy across the sky as I was driving home there. And then graduation had to be moved indoors, but they had to move all the folding chairs from one place to the other. 0-1 pitches fouled off down the first baseline, 0-2. So this year they've made the call early that graduation is going to be moved indoors. The only thing that's tough for the seniors is that now you're limited to four tickets. When we're outdoors at Steam, as many family members and friends who want to can come over. 0-2 pitch. Langbin's coming home, checked his swing, went too far, throw down to first, and he is just back in safe. Base runner Brayden Anderson strayed pretty far. Dietschy has struck out. That's the second out of the inning, and here comes Ryan Lindman, the Marshfield first baseman. First baseman. 28. Ryan Lindman. So, I mean, such a proud time for the seniors and their family. We've got 10 seniors making up the class of 2022 for Everest baseball. Lindman's big kid, righty to righty, starts him off with the curve slow and in for strike one. Again, Nate Langman just got one inning of work on Saturday. Hasn't started in a week and a half. 0-1 pitch here. There's the fastball, and that's fouled off. No balls and two strikes. I mean, what was the nicest thing for the Evergreens yesterday? They used three pitchers. They used Hayden Davidowski, who worked the first three innings. So, I mean, it was none of the number one pitchers. Noah Shimoleski came on. He uh, worked the final three innings and retired all nine batters that he faced. And Mitch Danielski pitched in the middle. Worked a good fourth inning. Big lead there. Checks his swing down low. Did not go. One ball and two strikes. Two outs and a man on first. And, you know, none of those pitchers are overpowering. I mean, none of them are on the A-list of Everest pitching, but they all threw strikes. They all stayed ahead of all the batters and were effective. Shut out baseball. 6-0 win over the Blue Jays. Runners going. Pitches outside. Throw down to second. Up high. And the runner is safe. 
Brayton Anderson has stolen second. And Ryan Lindemann will try and pick him up with the count at two balls and two strikes back at the plate. Had just a moment with our pitching coach, Josh Nielsen, who was just so satisfied with what he saw yesterday. Just all the fundamentals of good pitching were just in place yesterday, and that was great to see. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him! The inning comes to an end. Nate Langbin survives an error and then comes back to strike out the second and third outs of the first inning. It's Marshfield nothing. The Evergreens are coming to bat when we come right back on 93-9, the game. Welcome back to Simon Field, where Cody Donahue, Marshfield's right-hander, is taking his warm-up tosses. The defense behind him, Ben Dietschy, is in left. Carson Mattis is the center fielder, and Mason Pavlovsky is in right. The Marshfield infield, Cole Halverson at third, Chase Robinson is the shortstop. There's Bennett Lang at second, and Ryan Lindemann is the first baseman. Carson Fries is catching. Got a left-handed throwing catcher you don't see often, and completing his warm-up tosses is Cody Donahue. The Evergreens yesterday, I'm happy to share, not only had the shutout, but played error-free baseball. It's a nice win over the Merrill Blue Jays. So the Evergreens sweep the series with Merrill. The Evergreens earlier swept the season with Wausau East. The Evergreens have split their games this year with Wausau West and with Wisconsin Rapids. The Evergreens were swept by Spash and are wrapping up their conference season here against the Marshfield Tigers. The Tigers will need to take one from the Evergreens to escape the cellar in the Wisconsin Valley Conference. And Marshfield's got only two wins in ten conference games. Here's Hayden Davidowski. Why does Hayden move up in the batting lineup? Well, he had two hits yesterday, so Hayden is the hot bat, so he moves up. And Kyler Sapi, who has not hit safely in his last three games, moves down. First pitch. Hit on the ground to first. First baseman's got a tricky hop, stays with it, gathers the ball in, and gets over to first base. Hayden Davidowski sees one pitch, and he's retired. Here's Kyler Sapi. Number six. Kyler Sapi. Yeah, Kyler had possibilities of finishing the season hitting 400. He's not going to be able to do that. He is one for his last 10, and Soppy's batting average has dropped down now, 339. You see, you can just lose a ton of points when you play, what, the Evergreens were playing three games in two days, Friday and then the Saturday doubleheader. So if you're cold for that, the average takes a tumble. First pitch is fouled back. I mean, if I was going to talk to Kyler, I'd say just relax now. No pressure on 400. Just let the hits come to you. It's like playing golf. Baseball is better when you're just relaxed and let the game come to you. It's outside, one and one. I mean, Sapi's going to get some more hits between now and when the season comes to an end, and now it's about hitting to help your team win games. This has popped up to center field. This is kind of a long run. Center fielder reaches up. Boy, that looks harder than it was going to be for a ball with a lot of hang time. Karsten Mattis has made the catch. But Mattis had to reach up like that was in danger of going over his head. The center fielder misread that ball. Now there are two outs. Brock Babish's batting lineup, uh, batting average has been going up. He's up to 321 now. Babish is second in the team in hits with 17 and leads the team in runs batted in with 10. He takes strike one. Just underway in the bottom of the first inning, Brock is batting with two outs and nobody on. That's down low, a ball and a strike. Brock's been working on that beard all season. And his mom and dad come out for senior night, and Brock's got some work to do if he's going to compete with his father, that's for sure. 
Ball at a strike here. And this is hit up the middle. Shortstop is over. Has a play. Throws. Got Brock Babish by a step. And that's a three-up, three-down inning for Cody Donahue. Neither team scores in the first. We'll go to the second when we come back on 93-9 the game. Welcome back to Simon Field. I told you in pregame that Marshfield's starting pitcher was a righty. He's not. Cody Donahue throws from the left side, so that'll be a new challenge for the Evergreens. Everest has struggled the entire season to hit left-handed pitching. Marshfield will send five, six, and seven in the batting order. That's Cole Halverson, Chase Robinson, and Mason Pavlowski to bat for the Tigers. 0-0, Marshfield's had the only base runner. It came via an Everest error, and it did not hurt the trees. I know there are a lot of seniors that have family members in town for graduation tomorrow. I know Wyatt Miles has got a lot of family coming in. Most, but not all, of the Everest players are continuing to college. You know, you've got one player that's uh, working for the electric company. One's ready to start an apprenticeship. Here's Cole Halverson to lead off, and the first pitch from Nate Langman is up high, ball one. The Evergreens will look different next year just because so many of the seniors have been starters, and there's just not a lot left for next season coming back. Swing and a miss, one and one. You hope the juniors and the underclassmen will come out for Legion baseball because when you double the number of at-bats you get when you play Legion ball, it sets the foundation for a good next season. Reaching out, fly ball, left center field, coming over center fielder, reaching up and robbing extra bases is Preston Miller. Boy, that looked like it was going to go over Miller's head, reaches up over his shoulder and steals extra bases away from Cole Halverson. 18. Chase Robinson will bat now. Preston Miller has made catches like that in center field all season. And you know what? Preston Miller's speed in the outfield, first pitch to Robinson, is fouled back. I mean, his speed is above average, but he's not a speedster. He's not spectacular. It's just he reads the ball well off the bat. And you can cover a lot of ground when your first step is always in the right direction or when you realize at the crack of the bat, hey, I've got to go back or, hey, I've got to get over. And Preston seems to play all those balls out there right. Inside corner strike, Nate Langman's ahead in the count 0-2 to Chase Robinson. Nate's taken a while to look in here. Got his sign and ready to come home. Curve stays up high. One ball and two strikes. Now catcher Nick Cotter kind of looked over at the dugout about what we're going to call here. Pitcher's still in control here. A ball and two strikes. Checked his swing. I don't think he went. And he didn't at a pitch that's up high, two and two. Yeah, Nick Cotter twice, no, now three times in this at-bat, has consulted his wristband before calling the pitch for Nate Langman. That's up high also. Three balls and two strikes. Yeah, I mean, here they are. The Evergreens are playing a team that has struggled tremendously this year. But the Evergreens at times have struggled to hit. That's just off the outside corner. It's ball four. Chase Robinson is aboard via a walk. So, I mean, there's pressure on Nate Langbin to make sure that he keeps hanging up zeros until the Evergreens' bats break through against the left-hander. Mason Pavlowski will bat now. Here's a left-handed bat for the Tigers. First pitch to Mason. There's a strike on the inside corner. 
One of the nice adjustments from yesterday's game, we talked about it during the broadcast. Noah Chimileski for the Evergreens had trouble pitching to left-handed batters, and Merrill had a couple in their lineup. And Noah eventually buckled down, was able to find his spots there. This is a line drive to center field. Coming in is Preston Miller, makes the catch belt high. There's the second out, and the runner has to retreat quickly to first base. So Miller's got one catch over the shoulder, and has got one that was a line drive hit right at him. So two outs in center field, and there's a man at first for Bennett Lang. Everest Athletic Director Jim Seckel should know that everyone was here well before the game, about, about 90 minutes before first pitch. We were all up here, all, all getting together, having a grand old time. First pitch is ball one. Langbin looks over at that runner at first, throws over. Caton Kretlow puts the tag on, but the runner's back safe. No hits in this ball game yet. Marshfield's had two base runners, an error, and that man who's been walked down to first base. That's outside, two balls and no strikes. Nate Langbin will be spending much of his summer in Madison. He'll be part of that traveling team. So a busy summer and more pitching experience. Two balls, no strikes. Hit on the ground. Slow roller to short. Wiesman's going to have to hurry. Gets to second and got the force there. A bang, bang play. Wiesman made the right choice trying to get that out at second base on that slow rolling ball. I don't think he was going to get an out at first. It's a fielder's choice to bring the inning to a close and a close play there. Marshfield does not score. Evergreens will bat in the bottom of the second when we come back. 0-0 on 93-9 the game. Welcome back as the bottom of the second is on. I'm Chris Conley. Mitch Danielski, Chris Wiesman, and Preston Miller. Four, five, and six in the Evergreens batting order coming up. We should take this opportunity to remind you that if you're coming to Tuesday's playoff game, that's a WIAA playoff game, which means admission will be charged. Mitch Danielski is DHing for the first baseman, Caton Kretlow. Danielski ready. And first ball swinging. That is smacked into left field. It's into the corner. That's going to be a long single. Danielski's going to try and stretch this to second. There'll be a throw. He is safe. Just ahead of the throw. Danielski thought that was a double right off his bat and motored right around first base. Didn't hesitate for a moment. Mitch Danielski's got a double. You know what? The left fielder, Ben Dietschy, did a good job getting over to cut that ball off, keep it from going all the way to the wall, and then made a pretty good throw. Danielski was on his horse right out of the batter's box and beat it by a step. So there's the first hit of the afternoon for Chris Wiesman now, up high, ball one. Danielski smacked that into the corner. We are talking about other ways for the WIAA to make money during the playoff games. Bobbleheads. Runner is caught in between second and third, retreating to second base and back safely is Danielski. Danielski was almost caught in no man's land between second and third. Marshfield threw down to third, and he retreats to second. I mean, just about the only complaint about yesterday's win, the Evergreens made four outs on the bases. And a 6 nothing ball game didn't hurt them. 
Pitch to Wiesman, bounces in front of the plate, gets away from the catcher. Danielski will move up to third base on a wild pitch. Nobody out, and the Evergreens have a good chance to break through here. Yes, WIAA bobbleheads. You pay for that, right? They need a cut. There we go. 3-0 pitch to Wiesman. Slow curve stays outside, and the Evergreens with a walk have runners at first and third. Here's Preston Miller. Top half of the inning, Miller had two nice catches in the outfield. Over the shoulder, and a line drive hit right at him that he handled belt high. Looking down at his third base coach, Evergreens love the double steal in this spot. Pitcher steps off, looks back. Again, because Cody Donahue is a left-handed pitcher, first base runner's got to be extra, uh, extra careful for a snap throw over there. Coming home, strike one. Again, Preston Miller's looking down at first base. And waiting on an 0-1 pitch. Nope, throw over to first. Runners back easily. Again, we are over in Marshfield. The game's at Hackman Field on Thursday. And then that's the end of the regular season. Runners going. Double steal is on. The throw comes down to third base and goes into the outfield. And the Evergreens will get a run. Marshfield had that played right. Didn't throw down to second, threw down to third. But the catcher... Threw over the third baseman's head. It's a throwing error, and the Evergreens get a run out of it. And the trail runner, Chris Wiesman, moves up to second base. Back at home plate, it's a ball and a strike to Preston Miller. So one nothing Evergreens, and there's a man at second with nobody out. So the Evergreens should be thinking about more. Hit on the ground to third. Third baseman looks the runner back, throws. He's off the bag, and he's safe. Throwing error on the third baseman, and there's still nobody out. Lead runner does not advance from second, so the Evergreens benefit from two errors, have a one nothing lead, and Nick Cotter will hit. And I am happy to share with everyone that Nick Cotter had two hits in yesterday's ballgame. Got himself an RBI, so Nick Cotter's bat heating up at just the right time, and he's in the RBI spot here. First and second, nobody out. Cotter puts the bunt down. It's back to the mound. The only throws to first. Both runners advance to sacrifice for Nick Cotter. One out, and now two in scoring position. Evergreen's pitcher Nate Langbin will have a chance to help himself. So with that sacrifice, Coach Dave Langman is betting that his nephew Nate can deliver or Wyatt Miles behind him. Second and third, first pitch to Nate Langman, strike. You know, when the Evergreens were no hit on Friday night last week, the two well-hit balls the Evergreens had was a fly out to the outfield from Brock Babish and a Nate Langman line drive was hit right at the shortstop and it was caught. Those were the two chances that the Evergreens had to hit safely, and Spash made plays on both of them. Pitches outside, it's one ball and one strike to Nate Langman. Hit to the outfield, brings in two. Takes, and it's high and away. Two balls and a strike. Now, Cody Donahue probably doesn't know that he's got a lefty in the on-deck circle, so he gets the lefty-lefty matchup. He may want to be careful with what he throws to Nate Langman here. Curve. Outside and away, three balls and one strike. One pitch away from loading up the bases. Glad that these Everest seniors will get one more game at least here at Simon Field. Took something off that, and Nate fouls it away. Boy, that's one that Nate wanted to drive. He's kind of frustrated, pawing at the dirt. Three and two now with one out. Looking for the timely hit here from Nate Langman. 
coming home. And that is a ball that's up the middle and just out of the reach of the second baseman into center field. One run, two runs. There's the 3-2 hit for Nate Langbin, and the Evergreens take a 3-0 lead. You know, the second baseman, Bennett Lang, was moving behind the bag. If he could have just gotten a glove on that and kept it in the infield, probably just one run instead of two scores. But the Evergreens have broken through here in the bottom of the second, and they've got themselves a 3-0 lead. Nate Langbin gets two RBI. Here's Wyatt Miles, courtesy runner coming out. That's Elijah Schmidt, who will run for the pitcher, Nate Langbin. So one of the runs that came in was a walk. The other run that came in reached on an error. Those things hurt you. Here's Wyatt Miles for the season. Wyatt is 10 of 45. Wyatt's got nine RBI, two of them walk-off hits. Pitches down low, pass ball on the catcher. Pitch was low, but it went right off the catcher's glove, and Elijah Schmidt, the courtesy runner, will move up to second base. Still only one out. Wyatt Miles now has a chance to drive in a run for himself. One ball and no strikes. That's way up high, 2-0. So Cody Donahue is struggling here. Cody went through the first inning, 1-2-3, and then lots of traffic here in the second inning. Took something off, and that one bends in, 2-1. and one. Yep, Evergreens and West, Tuesday, playoff baseball a week from today. Wyatt Miles reaches out, fouls that off the third base side. Count evens, 2-2. Two and two. I'm thinking, what, the Everest graduating class tomorrow probably has about four or 500 kids, maybe a little less for seniors this year. I will tell you at Marquette graduation, 2,000 names were read. That takes a while. Fly ball, shallow left field, foul territory. Is there a play? No, there isn't. As we joked during yesterday's broadcast, I mean, the... Actual college commencement took two and a half hours. And your kid walks across the stage in about four seconds. Like, slow down. 2-2 pitch to Wyatt Miles. Took something off and just missed the outside corner. So Wyatt lives dangerously. And the count goes full here, three and two. Still got a man at second with one out. And the Evergreens have three runs in already this half inning. 3-2 pitch. Wyatt Miles serves it right back up the middle. Nice piece of hitting for Wyatt Miles. The Evergreens are going to bring the run around, and it'll be 4-0. Ball is loose in the infield on the throw. Missed the cutoff man, and Wyatt Miles will move up to second base. That's a really nice piece of hitting from Wyatt Miles. I mean, it's lefty on lefty, so it's a tough at-bat. Just reached out, made good contact, and look, it went right back up the middle into shallow center field. Elijah Schmidt comes all the way around to score, 4-0. And Wyatt Miles advances up to second base on the throwback to the infield. Here's Hayden Davidowski. Hayden bounced out to the first baseman, first time up. Strike to Hayden. So this has suddenly been a long inning for Cody Donahue. No one throwing in the Marshfield bullpen. Up high, one ball and one strike. Yeah, you know, it's hard this time of year if you're on a losing team. I mean, I've been around losing teams, but I mean, just Marshfield has just not won a lot. They've got only three wins, 19 losses. And it's just hard when you just haven't had those positive results. That's up high, two balls and one strike to Davidowski. I mean, it would be different, say, if you were 10 and 15. But just three wins, you just haven't tasted a lot of victory over the course of the year and it's hard to keep yourself motivated at the end of the year. That's the the spot that Marshfield finds themselves in. Checked his swing and didn't go at a pitch that's high. Three balls and one strike. I mean, just look at the body language right now. Pitcher Cody Donahue's been reached for four runs. His shoulders are kind of down. 
look at some of the players infield and outfield, like here we go again. That's foul back, three balls and two strikes. And, I mean, this is just an unaccustomed spot for Marshfield. Marshfield usually plays 500 and above baseball. Just some years you lose the right players and you don't have new players to replace them. That's the spot that Marshfield's in here. 3-2 pitch. Took something off that and fouled away. So Hayden Davidowski seeing a couple more pitches in this at-bat. Evergreens have four runs, three hits all in this inning. And the Tigers have committed three errors. 3-2 pitch. Way up high. Walked him. So Hayden Davidowski walks down to first base, and there are runners at first and second. Kyler Soppy's the eighth evergreen to hit. Weather's not going to be much of a factor today. Got some hazy sunshine working through the clouds and a light breeze that's blowing out to right field. Davidowski saw just one pitch and flied out to center his first at-bat. See if he'll be more patient second time through. First ball swinging again and fouled up the third base line for a strike. Evergreens and Marshfield over the years have played some high-scoring back-and-forth games. Seems like we have more games like that when we go over to Hackman Field over at their place. Hackman's kind of a neat place. 0-1 pitch, and that's way up high, 1-1. One one. The field, Hackman Field, is just a little bit lower than the outfield area behind the outfield wall. So parents who <clears throat> like to bring a cooler to the game, not that any parent would ever do that, sit behind the outfield fence. It's outside, two balls and a strike. Of course, you'll have to use the soft drinks at the concession stand if you're actually in the ballpark. Counts two and one to Kyler Soppy. Soppy's looking to get the bat going again. Swings. That pitch was going to be below the knees and fouls it off two and two. Yeah, I mean, Soppy looks like in the final couple of weeks of the season that he's suddenly a little over-anxious at the plate. Waiting now. Two and two. And that is outside. The count fills up to Kyler Soppy. Boy, this has been a high-pitch inning for Cody Donahue. And Marshfield does have someone warming up in the bullpen down the first base side now. Donahue's got to be up around 30 pitches this half inning. And that's down low, bounces away from the catcher. And it's ball four anyway, and not far enough away to bring someone from second all the way around to score. Back-to-back walks, Brock Babish will hit. There's still only one out, and now the bases are loaded with evergreens. Got to have a pitching conference first, because right here, already down 4-0, this is a spot where the game could get away from the Marshfield Tigers. Just updating my scorecard, we assessed an error on the throw-in from the outfield. That would be correct, sure. Missed the cutoff man, allowed uh, Wyatt Miles, who's now the runner at third base, to move up. And that's the third error in the inning for the Marshfield Tigers here. See if this is going to be a pitching change. Or if we're staying here. Home plate umpire is making the long walk out. And that pitcher who's warming up down the first base side is still warming up, which means I think we are going to stay with Cody Donahue. One out, and the base is loaded. Although, well, the umpire has his lineup card out, which sometimes is a telltale sign that a change is coming. Is that the case? No. Cody Donahue still has the baseball, and he will pitch to Brock Babish. One out, bases loaded, and a 4-0 Evergreens lead already. Wyatt Miles is at third, Hayden Davidowski is at second, and Kyler Soppy is at first. Brock grounded out his first time. Left fielder, 40, Brock Babish. 
Well, here's a spot for a senior to build up his senior year baseball resume. Brock Babish with the bases full. First pitch here. He's first ball swing. It's hit to the third baseman coming home. Catcher can't handle it. It's bobbled. Everyone is safe. You know what? The catcher was not playing that right. I mean, he's got to be holding a foot on home plate. And that's got to be that's got to be an error there. Yeah, it's a throwing error on the third baseman, and the Evergreens get a run. Hit right to the third baseman, coming home for the out, and the throw was off the plate. Five nothing. Brock Babish reaches on an error. Bases are still loaded. The Evergreens have batted around. Here's Mitch Danielski takes ball one. So this inning is still not over. Danielski waits on the 1-0 pitch. Curve. Mm, swung right through it. Danielski wanted to hit that one to Mosini. Took a huge, huge cut. I don't know. Right-handed batter. Ball could carry. 1-1 pitch. That's outside. Danielski started off this inning with a double down the left field line. Came around to score the first of the now five runs that the Evergreens have in. He's ahead in the count. Two balls and one strike. There's nowhere to put him. And that is, uh, that was probably going to be low. Instead, Danielski golfs it foul. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, Marshfield's committed four errors this inning. Evergreen's getting these runs in with just three hits. Two balls and two strikes. Donahue needs a strikeout in this spot. That's outside three and two. Nowhere to put Mitch. Ball four would bring in another run for the Evergreens. Danielski's probably got the green light here to drive something in. 3-2 is outside. He lays off a pitch that's not in the strike zone. A base is loaded walk at 6-0 Evergreens. Hayden Davidowski comes in from third base. And now I believe Marshfield is going to make a pitching change, trailing 6-0. Yep, another visit out to the mound. And this time it's the hook for Cody Donahue. So the Evergreens look like they are indeed going to do well against left-handed pitching at least for one. Xander Edmondson, a junior, is going to come in for Marshfield. He was the pitcher who was warming up down the first baseline. Good pitcher for the Tigers, Xander Edmondson. Xander Edmondson. And as a junior, of course... Marshfield's looking for somebody who can help them next season. I mean, next year's got to be better than this one for the Tigers. So a junior gets a start here. Again, we've been kind of speculating about how the Evergreens pitching is going to set up. I would think that Brock Babish pitches on the road on Thursday. Although, I mean, if you want Brock fresh for the playoff game Tuesday, well, then you give the ball to Wyatt Miles. Let Wyatt Miles and Kyler Soppy some kind of combination. And, you know, there's always the possibility that the Evergreens will be confident in their ability to beat Marshfield on the road on Thursday. So maybe someone else gets a turn to pitch and you have three of your best arms available when you take on Wausau West on Tuesday. That's why the high school coaches get the really, really big money. When you hear about the big money contracts for the high school coaches, because they're making decisions like that. Xander Edmondson is completing his warm-up tosses here. Kyler Sapi is the runner over at third base. Brock Babish is at second. And Mitch Danielski is the runner at first. So, I mean, all things being equal... Soppy's a good runner at third base, but I mean, he would score on anything. The two behind him, not all that fast. Here's Chris Wiesman. First ball swinging, and it's popped up. It's to center field. This is going to be deep enough to score a run. It's caught by Karsten Mattis. Tagging and scoring easily is Soppy. 7 nothing Evergreens. Chris Wiesman will get a sacrifice and will get himself an RBI. Center fielder. Preston Miller. Preston Miller. 
The other base runners did not advance, so Miller hits with batters on first and second. Seven runs in for the Evergreens. Miller reached on an error earlier in the inning. First pitch is ball one. Miller needs to throw strikes. Again, always, but a walk here loads up the bases again. You get that merry-go-round started. Inside corner, strike. One ball and one strike. Evergreens have tallied seven. The Evergreens have not played a 10-run rule game this year. Hit on the ground to the shortstop. Force it second. That brings the inning to a close. Yeah, the Evergreens have not 10-runned anyone, and they have not been 10-runned. But they get seven here in the second. So that will be a possibility as we move to the later innings. We're going to the top of the third. D.C. Everest, seven. Marshfield, nothing on 93-9 the game. Yes. Both ways? Both ways. Fences must be too far. Oh, to take, take that temporary fence down and let that, uh, that Merrill ballpark play big. <laughs> See who can really play center field. Welcome back to Simon Field, where we're going to the top of the third inning, and the Evergreens put up seven in their half of the second and lead 7 nothing. We're joking about the other athletic park in Merrill where they have a, a chain-link fence that makes that ballpark kind of standard for high school baseball. If they use the old brick, the old stonemason wall there, it's 543 feet to center field. 543 Karsten Fries fouls off the first pitch here in the top of the third. That's strength one. 330 down the left field line, but 381 down the right field line. I mean, the ballpark there is a rectangle. So, like, you play football there. Swing and a miss for strike two. So, I mean, because I like a big ballpark, and I know that that's unreasonably big. I'd love to see how it would play without the chain link fence. Popped up foul ground. Is there a play? No, it's up beyond the Marshfield dugout on the first base side. Now, we don't have big ballparks like that in Major League Baseball anymore, but what you need is a center fielder who's got tremendous range. I mean, in a super, super big ballpark, the outfielders play a couple of steps back because you can't let anything get over your head or go into the gap. You'll give up inside the park home runs. Now... You know, in Merrill, they keep the grass tall on purpose. Called strike three. Karsten Fries is retired. Third strikeout of the afternoon for Nate Langbin. Now, I am too young to remember the original Yankee Stadium. The original Yankee Stadium had a cavernous center field. In fact, the monuments, which make up Monument Park now, were in play at the old Yankee Stadium. Top of the order, Karsten Mattis will hit with one out and nobody on, just outside. Something else that a lot of people don't remember about the old Yankee Stadium. People were allowed to exit the ballpark. If you had the outfield, field-level seats, you're allowed to walk out onto the field and exit through the outfield fence and out onto the street. Foul back, one and one. So, I mean, you had kids. You, know, you, you go to the ball game with your dad or your granddad, and, and you're walking out through center field. So, you know, wow, you know, uh, Mickey Mantle plays out here? You know, th this is where Roger Maris used to play? Uh, th th that's the field that the Yankees of, of old played on. There's a strike, one ball and two strikes. And I mean, you got to, you, you didn't get to linger. The ushers would make sure everyone moved along from out of your seat and then out beyond the outfield wall and onto the streets. 
But that was something kind of neat about the old Yankee Stadium. Swing and a miss, strike three, and Karsten Mattis is the second out here. Now, I can remember as a kid, when they renovated Yankee Stadium, the Yankees had to play over at Shea Stadium, played at the home for the Mets for two seasons. I think that was, it would have been 74 and 75, because the renovated Yankee Stadium was opened in 76. I know that ballpark pretty well. Brayden Anderson swings and misses. Yeah, my father's company had field box seats at the old Yankee Stadium, right beyond the on-deck circle best seats in the house before we had the luxury box thing going. Strike two, no balls and two strikes. And of course, I was a Mets fan, so seeing the Yankees play, yeah, that was nice, it was good. Tremendous seats. I mean, you know, there's big league ball players taking their practice swings right in front of you. Swing and a miss there. Three pitches and a strikeout. Nate Langbin has struck out the side in the top of the third inning, and the Evergreens keep their 7-0 lead. Bottom of the third next on 93-9, the game. We're back at Simon Field after the Evergreens scored seven runs in the bottom of the second. They're on the bat in the bottom of the third with seven, eight, and nine in the batting order. Nick Cotter, Nate Langman, and Wyatt Miles to hit. Wyatt Miles went through the lineup like a wrecking crew the last time. I mean, some of the fastballs were super lively. There's still some smoke. Not sure if that's from the grill or if that's from Nate Langman. Nate Langman worked a really good top of the third. He'll get a chance to hit here in the bottom of the third. You know, over at my youth, where the Mets played, Shea Stadium was a lousy ballpark. <laughs> One of those cookie-cutter ballparks where everything was just a big circle. And, of course, the Mets of my youth were so bad that the crowds were tiny. When I would go with my uncle, I don't think we ever... Yeah, we never sat in the seats that we actually paid for. We'd buy the $5 seats in the upper deck and then just simply walk down to somewhere else. Nick Cotter sacrificed his first time. Yep. Gatorade any time, any kind, please. Yes, sir. First pitch to Nick Cotter is ball one. Cotter leading us off here in the bottom of the third. Off-speed pitch, bounced to short. Near the bag, ranging over, throw, got him by a step. Good throw by Chase Robinson, and Nick Cotter is out. I've shared this before from my youth. I have one game where I have three foul balls from a Mets game at Shea Stadium. Not that I had to compete with anyone else, just balls that were hit down the third baseline into the seats. I just walked over and picked them up. One of them was kind of ruined. It hit one of the railings and had that orange paint that the Mets used for their is well ball, a well hit ball for Nate Langbin, but it's going to the outfield, couple of steps back. And Ben Dietschy makes the catch. Langbin sees just one pitch and flies out. He's the second out, and here's Wyatt Miles, who singled his first time up. Thank you very much. All right, here's Wyatt Miles with two outs and nobody on. First pitch here from Xander Edmondson is strike one. You know, I wish, if I could go back in time, I would love to see some of the old ballparks. I mean, there are two that are still in use. Wrigley Field, Cubs, Fenway Park, Red Sox. I've seen games in both. But uh, some of the older ballparks, like Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. I can show you where Ebbets Field used to be. Wyatt Miles here, bouncer to short. Throw across the diamond is high, comes down on the bag. And that's a three-up, three-down inning for Xander Edmondson. The Evergreens go quietly in the third. D.C. Ever 7, Marshfield nothing. We'll go to the fourth when we come right back on 93.9 The Game.